This is The President's Neck is Missing. Your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world with host Rurik Yakel and special guest Neo Guevara. Warning, language, content, listen at your own risk. Here now is Rurik Yakel. Thank you for joining us. I am Rurik Yakel, your host of The President's Neck is Missing. Before we get going, please send us your comments, concerns, and feedback at presidentsnack at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, more importantly, Spotify and SoundCloud. So we'd love to hear from you uh, so we can feature your comments and uh, be on future episodes. It'd be great, great to hear from people. That'd be nice. Um, so this is it. This is the penultimate day of this 2020 calamity. Uh, I won't call it a dumpster fire because at least dumpster fires cook the babies that we throw in there. Um, this is beyond that. I don't even know what to call 2020. Um, but it wouldn't be 2020 year in review without my good friend and always contemptuous Neil Guevara. Bonjour, it is I, Neil Guevara. Bon, ooh, bon, bonjour, I like that. The guest um, who's <clears throat> the best, who's obsessed with the breasts. <laughs> uh, Neil Guevara, always, always awesome to have you on the President's Neck is Missing. Uh, we've been off for a little while, uh, always taking a break over the holidays to be with people that we can't be with because COVID. Um, but today, we're going to give you uh, the year in review, the President's Neck is Missing year in review of 2020, and share some insights along the way. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be uh, dropping uh, some major significant uh, uh, newsworthy stories that have happened over the course of the year. And uh, Neo and I are going to dive right into them. Uh, if there's anything significant that we want to talk about, but we thought it'd be a good idea to give everybody a chance to maybe, for, uh, you know, recollect uh, how we got to this uh, calamity of 2020 and uh, where do we go from here? Uh, so uh, interesting thing, uh, one year ago today on December 31st, 2019, uh, Chinese health officials reported a cluster of unexplained pneumonia cases in Wuhan, China. At the time, it wasn't known what the illness was or how widespread it was. Thank God we avoided that thing. It definitely wasn't <laughs> worth paying attention to at the time. I think I agree. <laughs> I saw I see nothing noteworthy there. Let's move on. <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Uh, so January 1st of uh, 2020, uh, Baghdad protesters remain outside the U.S. Embassy after attacking it a day earlier. This was in response to U.S. airstrikes against Iran. Um, interesting thing, days later, on January 3rd, U.S. airstrike assassinates General Assam Soleimani. January 7th, funerals took place all across Iran, drawing large crowds, which led to January 8th. And this is where things get interesting, where U.S. tensions with Iran rises as Iran attacks two military bases housing U.S. troops in Iraq. There were no deaths. But more than 100 U.S. service members were injured. I think Trump at the time was like, oh, they just went home with headaches, I think is what he fucking said. Um, <clears throat> on January 8th, more importantly, Ukraine International Airlines Flight 752 was shot down shortly after takeoff from Tehran, bound for Kiev, killing 176 passengers and crew on board. Among the dead were dozens of Canadians and permanent residents who had just settled into their seats for a trip out of Iran. The Iranian government was quick to claim it was some sort of engine trouble or mechanical problem, but they actually came out later 
and admitted that it took them a little while, but they admitted that the military indeed had shot it down, the civilian airliner, because they were on high alert amid the tensions of the U.S. and Iraq. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to attack this one real quickly. You know, first off, I want to quickly just comment. The U.S. pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal is illegal. Secondly, the blatant assassination of Soleimani was illegal as well. It's the equivalent of Iran killing Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. I don't think any American would think, oh, that's okay for Iran to assassinate our Secretary of State. Um, so that yeah, that's not permitted. No, no American would think that's allowed. Um, and But yet again, the U.S. gets to impose their own will and policies and consider themselves a rogue state. They get to do whatever the fuck they want. I, 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 I like this story was interesting to me because, you know, a bunch of Americans all clap that they they killed a bad guy. And yeah, we could argue that, you know, Soleimani, not not their not, maybe not the nicest guy um, based on U.S. Uh, history. I don't think we could argue that they're nice either. Absolutely. Um, this was one of those things that was totally swept under the rug as far as um, what I would consider public attention. <clears throat> and I think a lot of people are missing the scope that if you ever wanted to start talking about like World War Three type conflict, that right there, that incident at the very, this was in the first week of the year. Yeah. That right there would have been, that, that, that had all of the potential and all of the foundation to be the catalyst for that. And I would just like to say that people always talk about Trump and even people within the society of Trump and how he's a shitty representative of America. Trump is actually just wearing the face that that country's behavior has always been steeped in since, <laughs> since, since the yeah. beginning. You know what? Nail, nailed it, Neo. Uh, abs- yep. Uh, moving on, because I, I can't top that. You uh, January 21st, uh, first known case of COVID-19 was diagnosed in the U.S. And two days later, it was de- uh, declared a virus, um, a public health emergency in the U.S., that was uh, so January 21st. Um, interesting one here. Uh, January 26th, uh, 26th, Kobe Bryant, basketball legend, um, was killed uh, along with his daughter, uh, Gianna, and seven others in a helicopter crash in the hills of Calabasas, California. Uh, just quickly, Bryant was a five time NBA champion, 2008 NBA most valuable player. And incidentally, the Lakers would go on to win the franchise's 17th. NBA championship in October. Neo, extra points if you can name any one of the other seven members of this crash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's what I had said since the beginning of this, uh, well, that incident. And and that's what um, really put into the, the the forefront of my opinion on why we, like celebrities get a deity status within the minds of the public and nobody else gives a shit about anybody uh, else involved. Right, there's nothing worse than. Can you imagine being on that on that flight and be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm with Kobe." Kobe, yeah, take, <laughs> like, take a yeah. bit of credit for this one too. Yeah, I guess he gets a uh, yeah. They yeah must, even they, in my death, they Kobe. Know, they know how his teammates felt like too now, but um, <laughs> but but like, but here's what I want to say. Um, I just want to bring it back to 2003 and his rape allegations. Um, in today's cancel culture, if that were to have taken place today and then the subsequent helicopter crash, would the care be the same? I'm just wondering. Well, to, 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 just to add on top of that, uh, I mean, when, when he died, there was, there was a huge outpouring of people that still wanted to hold Kobe accountable for, you know, people were like, hey, way too soon. Uh, you know, let, let hey, the guy's dead. You know, let's not... Let's not burn him now. You know, he's already burning. 
Um, it just th- th- there was an outpouring of people that obviously wanted to share their insights. They thought he obviously didn't pay for allegations against him. Um, I, I thought it was interesting as well. Um, and, and, and I also would like to point out that he went against advisements. There was strong weather issues that were nobody else was flying. But this is a guy who's like, well, I'm Kobe Bryant and I got this private helicopter and I'm going to go fly out and I'm going to risk my life and my daughters and other people's with me. But hey, he's, he's a sports icon. So let's not, let's, who cares about his behavior? That's just Kobe. Like, Kobe. I, I, um, that's just my opinion. Um, I, nope, I'll put it like this I, I care about Kobe Bryant's death as much as Kobe Bryant would ever give a fuck about me dying. Hey, and nobody gives a fuck about you dying. Absolutely no one. <laughs> not even I um, do. February 3rd, uh, Bernie Sanders wins the Iowa caucus popular vote as uh, U.S. heads into their lengthy presidential elections. February 3rd, the U.S. starts their election process. Holy fuck, they do this for a year, eh? Uh, But former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg wins the most delegates from the caucus. Um, February 5th, after being impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives for allegedly uh, holding military aid to Ukraine to force an investigation into Hunter Biden... And the Senate acquits Donald Trump, finding him not guilty and able to remain in office. Uh, basically, another impeached president means absolutely nothing. Um, you got an asterisk by your name. You've been impeached, but you're not removed from office. So it's it's a it's a fucking nothing burger. This is like this means being impeached nowadays. It like you have a better chance of getting impeached nowadays, and like because it means nothing. It's well, even in the face of like solid hard facts, proof, and evidence, it doesn't, yeah, right. it just it doesn't just, matter. It's a formality. It just doesn't, yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so here's an interesting one. Um, February 28th, after 18 years of an illegal invasion and immoral war, the U.S. signs a peace deal with the Taliban and the U.S. commits to withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. Hey, good news. Our war is all grown up and ready to leave the nest. It's 18. They're 18. And you know what? We we had a good run and you guys are all ready to be an independent country again. Bullshit. Hey, they're not going to ever leave that country. I mean, not military bases anyway. I mean, yeah, they'll send troops home, but you're not like leaving Afghanistan. No. You, you, you're controlling Afghanistan you, and you're doing that forever. You've planted feet. You've established roots. You've made imprints in the form of craters. Like you're not going anywhere. You're, you're in the oil region. What are you talking about? You're staying. You got the hand. <laughs> you got, you got all five fingers right up the dress, man. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's exactly it. Um, March 13th. Um, this one's a sad one. Uh, well, executing a no-knock warrant, three plainclothes officers of Louisville shoot and kill Breonna Taylor while she was asleep in her own home. Um, so here in Canada, uh, they have we, we our no-knock is called uh, dynamic entries. In the U.S., no-knock warrants are signed off on a judge. Interesting thing, though, in Canada, however, they don't require approval of a judge. So in Ottawa, there's protocol that dynamic entries are authorized by police. Whichever officer on duty has the highest rank and no judicial body needs to sign off on that. So considering the fact that it's police officers or have been investigating the case and have a vested interest in collecting evidence, um, are they in the best position to make an objective case of of this dynamic entry? I guess at the end of the day, People in the U.S. or Canada have to ask themselves if the trade-off is worth it. So, like, if it's important to you um, that you don't lose some um, amount of cocaine, that you're preparing to take the risk associated with it, 
associated with with it, then they should go ahead and do it. But I don't think any Canadian, like the public, I don't think they would be like, you know what? I want you to endanger the public for the, for the trade off of making sure that you you got in and and got some cocaine that they might have like without that war like or without that dynamic entry that they because because the whole point of the no knock warrant in the United States which is the same in Canada is they don't want to do it because they don't want the person to have time to remove evidence but that's the game and if we're gonna start trading off Correct. on fucking people's lives so- because because crime is more important than the public like. Whether the criminal himself is guilty, he still is allowed to not die. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> I'm fucking weird that way. Go ahead. And here's here's the thing. This is this is this is a cat and mouse thing. I, I find it funny that they create charges and invent laws against criminals who are trying to cover their tracks. Um, you get charged for wearing a face mask in the commission of a crime. Well, fucking duh. If I'm running into a place with video cameras, I'm going to cover my face if I'm going to jack it. How are you going to turn that into a crime? Just like because it makes your job more difficult? Like, <laughs> like you, you eventually you're going to make the laws. So before anyone even thinks of committing a crime, they just walk into the station with their hands out and go cuff me. I'm guilty of this future crime I was going to commit. It's, it's, yes, when, it's- when you were talking about dynamic entries. We're talking about exigent circumstances. And officers, let's say they're in pursuit of a suspect who immediately flees into a home. An officer can now gain entry and access to that home forcibly if, if, you know, if he wants to without a warrant. And a judge doesn't need to sign on anything, and he's made that, that decision to enter your house violently. You could have children there. You're right. What do we trade off for? And then let's look at the amount of people who are actually committing crimes, who are violent, crazy drug dealers, who are a threat to society. I mean, if I'm in my home and I've got cocaine and I hear you kicking in my door and you've got guns, yeah, I'm going to flush that shit. And I don't think I should be penalized for it. I, I, I agree. That, I mean, that's, it is a cat and mouse game. And, and by the way, the, the, just to clarify, no-knock warrant, um, they, they weren't coming after Breonna Taylor. They were after her ex-boyfriend who wasn't there at the time. Exactly. They were talking about we're talking about plainclothes officers, literally just Who breaking identif- down a door. Hey, they haven't identified exactly. So they, they, all, you, all it is is three guys with guns breaking in, and 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 that's how they're exercising this. And you can do that in Canada under that dynamic entry. And which bugs me about all of this is, I know people would be like, "Well, if you're bad, you know, you deserve what it happens." We're not talking about that, you fucks. We're talking about, I mean, I, 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 the whole point of our judicial system. And ideally, I'm not saying what it is, is that we have to hold ourselves to the higher standard. And yes, criminals get to hold themselves to the lower standard. But that's that's the fucking job. That's the whole fucking point. You might not like the rules, but that's the society we are. Because the second you go, I'm going to I'm going to behave the same way as the criminal then you don't have a society worth protecting. The second you go, there's no, let's hold ourselves to the same standard as the asshole. Why have a law? Why have anything? Why have society to protect? Exactly. Because it just perpetuates an endless cycle of, of mistreatment. You like, and that's a great point that you're bringing up because it coincides with the, with the, you know, wearing a mask on commission of a crime. Um, you can't make more rules for criminals to follow when they're not following the rules in the first place. So the fact that you're just trying to bombard them with charges and then give them harsher and higher sentences, that doesn't work. We know that in society, this is not reducing recidivism. This is not stemming or stopping crime whatsoever. We need social programming. These people need help. They don't need a cage. And the fact that the government yearly 
annually, ups the sentences, ups the punishment, ups the severity, incurs new charges, amends the fucking statutes of laws, and creates more punishment for people breaking the law, you're not benefiting society. Because it costs all of us as the taxpayer. This all has to get weeded out through the court system. That's a lengthy process. I mean, it's just a ripple effect of shit. And you're right. This whole can't beat them, join them attitude, fight fire with fire, it actually doesn't yeah. work. And, 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 and any psychologist worth their salt of their diploma will tell you that, that this, is, this is coming down to almost child psychology. And what you're doing by creating more of an excessive force, matching force with superior force, you create more revolt and more rebellion. And now people are seeing the results of your excessive force culminating in death and murder and civil rights violations and brutality, and they're sick of it. And you're poking the bear, and that's the rest of us. That's society. So that I and I I totally agree, Neil. Uh, March that was March 13th, and I I, I the Breonna Taylor's death um, in in, uh, in the states um, was overshadowed, obviously, because March 16th, amid lockdowns due to coronavirus pandemic, and leading into the week of March 22nd, 6.6 million people file initial unemployment claims in the U.S. In Canada. Mass unemployment, market volatility, uh, businesses struggling to stay viable. The COVID-19 pandemic has, has been a health crisis, but an economic one as well. Debates have emerged about lockdowns um, at the appropriate level of government intervention. The crisis has seen the emergence of unprecedented federal supports, including the Canada Emergency Response Benefit and the wage subsidy. The arrival of vaccines is, is uh, prompting many of us to hope this provides a shot of economic confidence. But given the billions of dollars uh, spent propping people and businesses up during this crisis, uh, the financial scars from this pandemic will probably be with us for years to come. So let me ask you this, because uh, March 16th was, uh, I, I know, me, including myself, so many people laid off. It's grading time. Given the start of the pandemic in March, what would you rate Canada's response initially to how they handled this pandemic? Um. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be frank with you. I, I, I don't have a strong position on this. And the reason for that is because no one knew what the fuck was going on to begin with. Um, this was something that caught everybody with their pants down, so to speak. Um, I think that initially, because of our numbers in our country comparatively to the rest of the world, I think that we did okay. And I think that, again, once would again, you, yeah. we're fortunate to be would, in Canada and be in Would, would you... Would, was it would it be you give it a b c um i mean <laughs> yeah, initially this is just, go ahead. yeah with in, in the murkiness of the water i think i could fish out a b minus c plus type type thing sure what what would you uh initially initially for the first from let's say march and onwards um uh what would you give the u.s d minus <laughs> yeah okay um what would you give canada now now what you see Clear eyes, uh, full, you know, you have full eyes. You, you get an idea as, as what other countries have done. Uh, you also see what other countries didn't do. What would you give us now, seeing financially where we're at? Um, where, where do you put us? Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people who, like, the, the financial aspect of things is secondary to the need to protect lives. Um, and I only say that in a kind of a temporary fixed type of position. And that position comes from... Right now, um, you know, I haven't felt the wrath of filing taxes yet, so I'm I'm, I'm okay with with saying that. Um, 
if they change the precedent of you know caring about money over people, which they usually do, but they they now do that in the form of this pandemic and coming back at us for money that was used to keep their society and our you know and us as participants of that society alive and and head above water and and not even in, in a lot of circumstances, um, then I think you're going to have a change in those notions. So um, I, and 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 I still think because of where we are, it's it's a lot it's 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 early to speculate on a lot of things, but. Right now, um, I'm going to keep it at the I'm going to keep it at the the B minus C plus area, um, and that's just we haven't seen tax season next year yet. <laughs> I'm sure okay. my rating is going to change dramatically when that happens, and that's why I'm not. You know, it's it's a very uh, tedious position as far as my rating goes. There, um, I uh, <clears throat> one of my dear friends um, when I was talking to him, he he made a good comment. He's like. You know, when this initially happened and Justin Trudeau came up with the CERB, he made a comment that, you know, it's easy to spend money. Uh, any politician can spend money. It's, uh, you know, like, uh, but it's more of what do you do after? Um, my initial thoughts of how Canada helped, uh, dealt with it, and I'm going to be completely frank, is I thought initially um, we all had a strong... I thought we all were on the same page as to where we were going with this coronavirus. Um, I flatten the curve. That that was the that was the big word, right? Flatten the curve, making sure that we don't bombard, um, um, you know, health uh, centers, making sure that you know, keeping people down. Um, and then I'll be honest, I, which I would have probably given us, you know, maybe a B minus C plus, um, how we handled it. And then I kind of see where we are today. And man, I didn't get to spend a single Christmas with any of my family members, but boy, oh boy, can we load up at the fucking mall and 900 people can be in an underground to get into a mall. And, and to me, that's, I think where the disconnect is, where I'm having a problem is federal governments gave it to all the provinces to deal on their own. And and I think every every province is fucking different. Well, Your province to my province, of course. Everybody's got a, everybody's got a different idea of what to do with it and what they should have done. Federal, it should have been a federal mandate. This is what we're fucking doing because it's all over the fucking map. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No. I just think this is this is this is classic human error. This is of this is arbitrary. This is what it's arbitrary. And when you have something so arbitrary, like the rules apply over here, but they don't apply exactly. over there. Do this over here, but don't do that over there. It's like the parent that says, do as I say, not as I do. You're not leading by any type of example for people to follow a, 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 you know, a suit in a, a formal kind of a, in a formal kind of a fashion. You're leaving things up to the, yeah, but look at them over there. You're always going to have that when you create that. You're going to have, if you create a, it's no different than classes in society. If you have a, wants and and you have the haves and the have-nots man and there's always going to be issues with that so when you're looking at the businesses shuttering you know I, I, and again i just want to go but like the, the the beginning i was like okay well this is a problem and people are dying and we need to focus on making sure that you know we don't overrun our healthcare systems and crash everything to the point where people are being triaged in the street um right you know and then and then i was like okay well hey they they haven't i can't go to work but they're taking care of me but I'm hearing this whispers of, oh, they're going to be clawing that money back. And I'm going, ah, nice, like, like good, good fucking luck on that. Um, and then it gets minimized because they're just they're going to automatically tax the money. The money's already taxed because the money is mine through my taxes that I've been paying my whole fucking life. 
if we're in a situation where you forced me to not be able to earn a livelihood in an industry that I've studied for, I've invested money and time and years to, to develop a, an expertise in, and you say, nope, no fucking money for you. But here, take this dole. Here, we're doing you a favor by returning your money after we canceled your fucking job for you. But set some aside, even though it's less than you were earning when you were working, and that might not be a possibility because we're coming back next year to get our due. What in well, the fuck? Well, and I think you're right. Inconsistent. Uh, I'm going to say this uh, before we leap into uh, in, into uh, April here. Um, inconsistent because what the problem is, is that you're sending mixed messages across the board. You're telling people you want to help restaurants, but then you're telling people stay home. You, you're, 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 you're putting caps on how much, what time they can sell alcohol to. Um, it, it, like BC came out today and says no liquor after 8 PM today, New Year's Eve, even liquor stores can't sell alcohol. Like not even a 24 hour notice. And that, and that's a shitty maneuver. Because hey, that's it, you know, either, all of it's garbage. Either you knew it, you either you knew it ahead of time and you could have given people warning on that, or you made the decision when you announced it, which means that you don't have any good kind of thought process and how you in, in your decision making. And 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 you're right that uh, the other thing is is that when you have this arbitrary inconsistency, it only fuels conspiracy theorists and it helps to polarize your society. And you drop the ball on that government. Uh, yeah, um, I totally, totally agree. I think, uh, again, we're, we're not done that combo uh, anytime soon. Um, over the span of 13 hours uh, between April 18th, 19th, uh, 22 people were killed across 16 crime scenes in several towns in Nova Scotia in what became Canada's deadliest mass shooting. The 51-year-old gunman was heavily armed over the replica RCMP cruiser and was dressed in part as an officer as he targeted some of his victims and shot others at random. Uh, investigators believe that killing spree began following a domestic dispute with his common law partner who was later charged along with two others for supplying him with illegally bought weapons that they got from the U S uh, among those killed were a teacher, a pair of corrections officers, a pregnant nurse, a retired firefighter, a 17 year old girl and an on duty Mountie. I was fascinated uh, with this story, um, partly because I'm morbid, um, but because of the planning it required to implement and how calculated it was, I thought this story was very intriguing to me. It's it's a terrible it's a terrible story, but I, but I, but I, I am intrigued in the true crime, by how in the true crime aspect of it. It's very fascinating. It is a very and I want I don't know enough about the story because it's still they're still trying to figure out. The, the I guess the motives and 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 what drove uh this this gentleman to to do that um but it was a fascinating story in the lesson you know for Canada to have you know uh that's the deadliest mass shooting um you know twenty two people um you know that's I mean that's it's tragic in its own right but when you think what the United States sees in terms of gun violence. I hate to say and, it, but it's a drop in the bucket in comparison. Oh, no, it's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and which makes me, I'm happy. Oh, it, I, I, it's, yeah, I, we're doing great in that. I mean, it, it speaks to, yeah. uh, it speaks, I mean, I, I'm not here to shit on anybody, but I could also care less if I inadvertently do. Um, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to compare a society, I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at, man. <laughs> I would not trade it to yeah, go. Totally. I wouldn't trade it to go south of the border, buddy. Like I, I just so that's um, great people down there. Great people down there. Don't get me wrong. Lots of there's lots of good oh, yeah. human beings down there. But um, you know, as a society and the <clears throat> and the collective, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm no, taking a, uh, I'm taking a pass. <laughs> you, 
they uh, they they do like their violence. Uh, April twenty fourth, um, the U.S. death toll. Uh, surpasses 50,000 people um, by the end of April. Uh, it was, you know, by the end of April, you know, it, the virus just goes away. The virus just goes away. Um, yeah, that, that, that's what Trump told me. End of yeah. April. That's when the, the summertime comes and the viruses go away. It's like the spring. Yeah, it's well, like hay fever or allergy. Right. 50,000 people have already been dead. So um, May 5th, this one's a sad one. Uh, videos released of the February 23rd killing of Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, three racist pieces of shit, one a former police officer, claimed they mistook Arbery for a trespassing suspect. Arbery was out for a jog in his neighborhood, and uh, two days after the video was released, and 74 days after the murder, Travis and Gregory McMichael are arrested for felony murder. Um, I don't know if you ever saw uh, the video of this uh, terrible death, uh, but these cunts on a cracker are simply, th- these guys are Ku Klux Klanning it. They rolled out on, on this boy with fucking trucks as he's running, got out and with a fucking shotgun, just shot him dead because they thought he was, it was a trespassing or they, they thought he was a person, a, a suspect of trespassing. Eat a fucking dick. This, this is, this is blatant kkk bullshit well and 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 let's just and i mean and 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 if their views are that obviously fuck them for that but any human being who warrants the death or murder killing of another person for trespassing and for going on an invisible line or over a fence on a property you're a fucking piece of shit i don't care as i said you're a content cracker the fact that you're racist on top of that only exponentially makes you a piece of fucking shit so this is we're going to see this time and time again over the course of this year. I, I know like it might get missed amongst all the other little things, but pay attention to the uh, you're, you're going to see a pattern here. Uh, that was May 5th um, when the video came out. May 25th, George Floyd is killed by Minneapolis police officers during an arrest. Officer Derek uh, Chauvin kept his knee on George Floyd's neck for nearly nine minutes. Um, May 26th. Protests against police killings of black people and racial inequality break out in Minneapolis, followed by protests throughout the world. Uh, so two things that always bothered me about this outside of the blatant death of George Floyd. Uh, again, the cunts on a cracker, officers who watched this and fell in line. The, the, you know, Derek Chauvin already is, is a piece of shit and, and, you know, is not worthy of my fucking time. But what pissed me off also was the... Officers that sat or stood and and watched their partner do that. And I and I get it. They towed the line, whatever. But that's the fucking problem of these fucking people that toe the line. He watched his partner do that shit. And of course, we're not going to say anything because that's not his job. But that's the problem. The other problem I had, one more, is Candace Owen, who Candace Owens, who came out and stated that George Floyd isn't the martyr um, that black Americans need. Because he has a muddled past because, you know, he had run-ins with the law before. So, so, you know, fuck him. His rights don't matter because, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, Candace Owens, uh, Dave Chappelle was right. Should kick you in the cunt. You're a bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so that, that line that they were towing, um, that's the thin blue line that they were towing. Yeah, and that, absolutely. that follow that following, you know, following suit was the culture of police. Um, 
what police and and their training and all of the people involved in the aptitude test, yada, 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 all the psychological relevance that is soaked into everything that they do to be this imperial intimidating force that makes you submit and comply immediately upon sight of a badge and Halloween costume. What it all comes down to is these human beings become roboticized once they enter the role. They put on the costume, become the part. They play the part, yep. and that's the culture. And that's the problem with the police is that this is a this is a thing that is from precinct to precinct. I don't care if it's Canada, the United States, if it's anywhere in the world, it's the culture of what they do. And it's and it's a leverage point where they even when they call us civilians, it's in a connotation of being inferior to people who wear a uniform. Or this stupid civilian, or these this you know he was just a civilian. It's like you're a diminished form of a human being, much like being a criminal. Just because you've done things, you've made poor choices in the past. We have sentences and we have laws. Once you've fulfilled your obligation and paid the debt, you are allowed to move beyond that. Any person who isn't giving another human being a second chance at that, they have never deserved a second chance in their life, whether it be from their parents when they got caught stealing, or no one's. No one's irreprehensible in this life. Everyone is guilty of something, and we're all a piece of shit in someone's book. Uh, I agree, and uh, and I de I'll denounce uh, and I'll debate anybody that wants to come in front of me. I, I I denounce government taking life. I'm not talking about protecting yourself. I'm not talking about that. This kind of this is this is death penalty. It's imperialism. That's it's all that shit is. You, it, it, all these people that want to sit. And they talk about, you know, they're worried that their freedoms are getting stripped away because they, they, you know, they can't go and shop at a mall or you don't like the fact that there's limitations on, on, I can't buy booze. And you're watching police officials, people that are paid by government and killing civilians. If that's not a, something that you need to use as, as you think that's like, if that's an imperialism, I don't know what the fuck is going on. So, well, so and, you, don't talk to me about freedom because you have to wear a mask, asshole. Exactly. People have been dying at the hands of government for fucking centuries. Do not come to me with a because you, as a white guy, got to wear a mask today. If eat a dick, if wearing a mask is the most oppressed you've ever felt in your life, well, congratulations, you yeah, had a great I, life. And, and and I want to say something about the culture of cops. Sure. Everyone talks about, oh, well, it's just a few rotten ones that spoil the bunch. It's actually the reverse of that. There's just a few good ones. And, and I'll tell you something. The good ones are different, and they stand out because they voice the same amount of outrage as you and I as a society when we see them abusing their power and authority. Good cops don't sit in silent support with their heads down, staring at their feet when they walk beside their brethren guilty of assaults and sexual assaults and rapes and murders and all kinds of other shit. They become just as outraged if they're good people because those fucking pieces of shit are misrepresenting them and why they got into the job in the first place. And if you're a cop and you're out there and you're listening and if you didn't get into the job to help people as your first initiative and your main priority as to why you did it, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're in the wrong job. Go be a bouncer, you cunt. That nailed it. Uh, May 28th, U.S. passes 100,000 deaths related to COVID-19. Wow. Are the Americans tired of all this winning? <laughs> Oh man! Remember when Charles Our numbers said, are the greatest. Are gonna... Our numbers are the greatest. Remember when, remember when he was running for president? And he was like, 
we're going to win so much. Everyone's going to be tired of winning. Um, I, I bet you Americans are pretty tired of all this fucking winning. A hundred, the May 28th, 100,000 people are dead. Uh, congratulations, U.S. You did it again. Uh, June 1st, um, with protests for racial justice and against police brutality continue across the nation, police in Washington fire tear gas and forcibly remove peaceful protesters in order for Donald Trump to visit St. John's Church for a photo op. Um, does anybody that you can like that can fog a mirror even believe that Donald Trump is religious? Like first of all, he stood, can anybody he, he even stood, believe Donald Trump's a winner? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like like I I I I can't I'm not gonna get into it because it's gonna be too long and it's a facade <laughs> of bullshit. For sure. But but standing at St. John Church to hold up a Bible that, let's be honest, he's never read in his entire fucking life, nor believe in. Totally. What? Like, like this is this is a thing. When it comes to this, these pious attitudes of people and shit like that, newsflash. Your beliefs don't make you a good person. It's your conduct. It's, 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 it's what you do. It's not what you say. <laughs> It's it's, 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 it's really how you treat folks, man. So Donald Trump is as uh, he's about as religious as most religious people. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's doing he's he toes the he's, line. He's actually um, playing the part pretty well. So so well said. Um, June fifth. Hey, good day, and welcome to June fifth. Uh, Joe Biden formally clinches the Democratic presidential nomination after winning, winning over uh, 1,991 delegates in a primary that featured dozens of candidates. Uh, June 12th, while responding to a complaint, now oh, here we go again, Atlanta police shoot and kill Rayshard Brooks and protest for racial justice and continue to grow domestically and internationally. Millions of largely peaceful protesters march against racism and for police reform. Huh. Um, June 15th, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that the job discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or transgender identity is illegal. Um, don't think that's uh, anything that anybody would want <laughs> to... Uh, way to catch up? Wanna... I guess you caught up yeah, to yeah, yeah. finally? Hey, hey, you're finally part of the industrialized world. Congratulations. Well, thanks for stepping um, into evolution. It's It's nice to meet you here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, June 18th, the Supreme Court rejects President Trump's effort to end legal protect protections for around 650,000 immigrants who came to the U.S. as children. Um, anybody who doesn't know what Trump was doing, basically, uh, we're talking about uh, basically dreamers, people as children who maybe came to the United States without their consent or their acknowledgement what their parents did. Turns out they were end up illegal, and Trump's like, "Hey, fuck you! You've been uh, working in in. You went to school here, maybe you started a job, and now we're going to try to get rid of people that had no idea that they weren't allowed to be there." Um, so, thank you, Supreme Court, for actually doing something that uh, you know, f stopped, f instead of fucking up somebody's life, six hundred fifty thousand people. America, the land of opportunity. <laughs> Well, yeah, the American dream, because you, you got to be asleep to believe it. Um, <laughs> July, <laughs> July 17th, uh, civil rights movement icon John Lewis dies at age 80. Lewis, part of the big six civil rights activists, was best known for leading the Bloody Sunday March across Selma, Alabama at the Edmund Pettus Bridge in 1965. I found it interesting that John Lewis, <clears throat> you know, uh, amidst 
probably the largest civil rights movement that we've ever seen in modern day history, including the 60s. Like what's happening right now in the United States and globally is bigger than they ever imagined that it is going to be in the 1960s. And I think of guys like John Lewis at 80 that sadly um, got to see that, but sees that people are still willing to fight. And uh, I thought that was something for at least an 80 year old guy, knowing that people that, that we will take it from here, John. Yeah. Like a, like a torch being passed. I'm sure it's right. I'm sure it's always deflating that, you know, it's 80 years fighting the same fucking fight. But of course, um, you know, passing the but it's worth fighting for at one hundred percent. It's a flame that should never, it will never die. It's too inherent in our in our souls as as humans and as uh, good earthy people. And 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 you know what? Um, I feel that the majority are that. Uh, I feel it's just a small rogue few that are not. Even even those of us out there, and I'm talking to you assholes out there too, who may have done some shitty things in your life, man. Um, we're all guilty of that. It's okay to have bad brains as long as you got a good heart and you're able to follow through on the goodness of that heart and make the changes, correct the behavior, become aware, acknowledge, accept responsibility, and grow. That's what we do. That's that's human. That's 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 adult. That's yep. that's how we progress. So um, I just want to say that if if you feel you're not included in a group when people are talking about good people, you probably are. And the fact that you wouldn't include yourself there probably just speaks to how good of a dude you are to hold yourself to such shitty accountability. Uh, um, July 20th, nightly protests over race and police violence continue across the U.S. in an effort to halt unrest. Trump sends federal police to Portland, Oregon, against the wishes of state leaders who claim they, oh, you're only going to make the situation worse. This one's interesting to me because for all you Second Amendment lovers, the gun-toting guys that always said, you know, we carry guns because the Constitution says that one day federal troops are going to march into our state and we have the right to protect ourselves. That's what the gun toters were worried. They didn't want federal troops marching into states and start to control how a state's run. Well, they did in Portland and, and Trump sent them out there. And I, I want to know where all the gun toters are. Oh, right. I know where you were. You sided with the federal government. Interesting. The one thing that you said is why you carried a gun was to oppose the federal government to being oppressive to a state. And then you showed up and what did you do? You, you, you towed the fucking line, you fucking cowardly pieces of shit. Nailed it. Coward. That's what it comes down to. The whole fact that you would just defend something like that to the length that they go to is because you live in a constant state of fear of victimization. Um, if you're in an urban scenario and socially, you know, a socioeconomically impoverished place, I totally would get that where you would feel, you know what, I've got, uh, you know, I've got a kid to look after in my you know, house. I'm a single parent. This is a dangerous neighborhood. It's crime ridden. It's drug laden. Um, you know, I need a gun. I get that. But you got these videos of these guys walking around with their AR-15s and then cops rightfully so going, hey, man. I just want to know. It's well, what are you harassing me for? I have a right to do this. No, you're causing people concern, and rightly so, because people of a normal, civil mind within a society don't walk around strapped up with AR-15 simply because they can. Exercising your rights are one thing, but exercising your rights solely to be a combative piece of shit to put a video on to further polarize a society 
is ridiculous. And it only serves for your logical fallacy thinking that this is imperialism in that sense. There's like this is my problem. There's imperialism in examples that are true in so many other ways and senses, but you attack this one, the most futile way that you could go about it, and it just makes the rest of us uncomfortable and feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and I don't even want to get started started on Kyle Rittenhouse on that bullshit. Um, because fuck that kid. Or Ted uh, Nugent. Just... Fuck Ted Nugent. <laughs> Cats got fever, sure, classy track, but fuck that guy. Yeah, but we were saying, you know, fuck Ted Nugent for years. And his, I hate his dentures. <laughs> fuck his dentures. His little porcelain <laughs> veneers, fucking toilet face. I uh, I don't know if you remember this one. August fourth. I don't know if you saw the video. This August fourth, a massive explosion shatters much of Beirut's port killing more than 200 people, uh, more than 2,500 tons of improperly stored ammonium nitrate exploded, damaging buildings for miles. Lebanon was already dealing with an ec economic crisis and hyperinflation and food scarcity, as well as the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, one of the problems is, again, because this is uh, a poor nation, um, you know, when you have 2,500 tons of improperly stored uh, ammonium nitrate, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that oh, was a you said that, that video was, I thought you said porn nation. I'm sorry, I was like, hey, wait, what? <laughs> oh, porn nation, yeah. Um, no, that that was that was a shocking video when that when that happened. It was completely, uh, it was it was it was actually the definition of the term Crazy. awesome. Um, yeah, people always misuse, yeah. misconnotate awesome as this like, oh, great, magnificent, wondrous sight to behold. Awesome is that thing when it's like when when Jaws is jumping out of the water to air breach strike you. That's awesome. In your last moment where you're captivated by your own death, that's awesome. Watching a volcano erupt or, a, or an avalanche, um, yeah. that's no, awesome. That, and that, that explosion was, was, was fucking awesome. awesome. And I don't mean that in a good way. That was like. Um, yeah. Wow! Yeah. Holy shit! I remember watching that video, going, "How many fucking people just got you know obliterated in that? That was crazy." And when it first came out, there wasn't real clarity on what took place. So you're like, "Uh, what's what? What now? You know, in this fuck of a year, is this another? Is this war? Is this war again? You know?" I I I I also didn't know what was going on, and I'm 200 people is 200 people, but I am surprised based on that explosion there wasn't more. That was a big explosion. I thought there was going to be 20,000 people. Man. Like, right. I, 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 wow. I, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, nobody hangs out in that district. Um, <laughs> August, August 9th, uh, president of Belarus, uh, Alexander uh, Lukashenko, wins re-election in a landslide. And uh, protests began in Minsk, uh, Minsk uh, denouncing the election as fraudulent and demanding that Europe's last di dictator step down after 26 years. This one gets interesting as we move closer into the end of the year. Um, August 11th, Joe Biden selects Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. She is the first black woman to compete on a major party's presidential ticket. Uh, August 20th, Joe Biden accepts the Democratic nomination for president after a four-day virtual convention. August 23rd, oh, this is interesting. Here we go again. Jacob Blake is shot and paralyzed from the waist down by Kenosha, Wisconsin police officers. This renews protests in Kenosha and nationwide against racism and police violence. They can't seem to get a lock this year on this shit, huh? <laughs> I like how they're like, they should basically showed up like, oh, you want to see some racism and police violence, do you? <laughs> like, 
Uh, August 27th, uh, President Trump accepts the Republican nomination at the RNC event at the White House. While the RNC was mainly virtual, Trump's speech was in front of hundreds of people, maskless and no social distancing protocols. I can't, he'll probably be fine. I, I don't see any uh, reason why he needs social distancing. Um, <laughs> he'll be fine. I bet you nothing comes up in October um, that would that would make that necessary that he needed to social distance. Um, September 18th, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. The woman's rights advocate and second female Supreme Court justice fought cancer for decades. She becomes the first woman to lie in state in the U.S. Capitol. Uh, not the first person to ever lie in state. <laughs> you scam. <But> I'm pumped. <laughs> you scam. Pol- you politicians, you. Um, hey, here's a good one. September 21st, U.S. death toll surpasses 200,000 people. Um, and and by the end of September, the, glo- uh, the global death toll also surpasses a million. Um, you know, the United States only makes up uh, 4% of the world population, but they have about 20% of the death toll. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Winning again, winning. Oh, hey, look, October 2nd, uh, in a tweet, President Trump announces he and Melania have tested positive for COVID-19. He travels to Walter Reed Medical Center at the advice of his doctors. Um, This was always, look, you're the fucking president of the United States. And, you know, you're not even supposed to be, like, you're not even supposed to get a sniffle. You're the one person in this world that has more protection and more things surrounding you to distance you from all the things that normally would harm all of us i don't have secret service and i definitely don't have the protocols in place i like even my food gets tested or um or or, or doctors and, and nurses that are solely there specifically for you you know your whole medical history they advise you your day-to-day routines activities what should be done in fact they're doing it for you you autopilot through it you, you you're not doing anything for yourself you're not even dressing yourself Neo. Neo, even the yak man here didn't get COVID this year. I, I beat President Trump on. Well, maybe you got not it, you're asymptomatic and you pass it on to like 400 people. <laughs> um, October 4th, California's devastating wildfire season burns over 4 million acres, more than double the previous record. Five of the six largest fires by acreage in state history burned in 2020, fueled by climate change making California drier and much more flammable. You know, think yeah, fuck that, we managed And that to, was I, after the Australian fires. So we had the Australian fires that kicked off. I think that was in January as well. Yeah, yes, um, yeah, it was and, at the, and those, of the year. Those were huge and raging to the point of like there was um, <laughs> something to do. I, and I'm not, I don't know a lot about it, but something to do with like carbon and a bunch of bullshit that it was created, that came created through the amount of smoke emission and, and detriment to the, to the land. Well, and the rise of temperatures. I heard about this. There's, you oh know, yeah, like, <laughs> but but, it's know, funny. but, all, but you know, all these contributing factors that create these issues, they don't exist, though. I mean, you know, right? No, like, and, and, and by the way, you know, you know, thank God we managed to punch down on the people like Greta Thunberg uh, for bringing this to our attention. Uh, totally. You know, nothing spoke nothing spoke more than groups of middle-aged men, you know, outright attacking and threatening a child, simply wanting to bring notice to something that exists, whether you like it or not. You know, I, I think there's nothing more uh, redeemable as a human being to, to take an autistic child at 15 that just wants to voice the right to talk about something that's happening 
And man, oh man, thank God you're there to tell her to to fuck off. Thank God. Absolutely. And and you know what? That all that showed me was that there was a bunch of men dissatisfied with their lack of accomplishments in life. That this 16 year old girl had more intelligence and has surpassed them in every facet of accomplishment possible in life. And is a, is, is, a, is a renowned human being. And at the end of the day, even if she's wrong, oh no, we made the environment better. We live cleaner. We have more resources that will last for longer. We have like done great things for the world and the planet and the species as a whole. Oh shit, what a horrible thing that would fucking be. Right. Uh, wonderfully said. Uh, oh. October 25th, Belarus sees its largest protest against the August re-election of Alexander Lukashenko. 200,000 people attend the protest to remove the leader after 26 years. Since the protest began in August, over 30,000 people have been arrested. Um, I guess, I think Belarus is uh, I think getting a little tired of the dictatorship over there. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, and uh, come on. I, this See, and this is one of those funny things. Mr. America, Mr. World Police, um, they're to stomp out communism around the globe. They're to take on terrorism around the globe. But, oh, these people over here? Nah, they're fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay if it's, it's like, if they're oppressed over there, but they're happy in their oppression, then we're fine with it. It's okay. Come on. I, 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 uh, I, 200,000 people, I'm always marveled at where we are as humans today. Man, I, I will say this of the humans today. We do protest more than any other time in history. We, we we do hit the streets a lot and, fucking more. And I think that's awesome. I think that's a beautiful thing because it shows connectivity. It shows yeah, unity. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. There's, there's no negative to it. There's no negative. Honestly, the only negative that comes into play are people that are trying to bait and goad the violence and, and the police who are there solely to emit an energy of don't fuck around, don't fuck around, which only creates tension and animosity. Um, in, in the city that I live, and we've been on lockdown for a while now, but when we had our protests – the police said they weren't going to be present. They actually issued a public statement saying, listen, we're not going to even be around. You're not going to see cop cars or, you know, parked everywhere. We're not going to be posted up on the corners. We feel that you people, like, <laughs> not in the bad way, but you people are going to be able to handle this situation and you're going to represent our city to be a good cut of the demographic. And we believe in what you're actually marching against. And, 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 and what, what did you get out of it? A peaceful protest. And you got a peaceful well march. And, and it's that kind of feeling when you're involved like that with your community and there's people and you're going side by side and you've got fists raised in the air. It's like when you're at a concert and all of you are singing with the performers on stage and you're caught in that beautiful moment of this collective harmony and this togetherness and this awesome power of this overwhelming emotion that makes us all feel the energy that we all carry. That's what those protests are. And, and I think that it's, sure. that it's beautiful we're there because I think that states hey, you know what? We've accepted for a very long time these old, now defunct and obsolete fucking ideologies of classism and bullshit hierarchy and, and terminology that is, you know what? We're intolerant to it now. We're no longer going to accept this. This has gone on for yeah, too fucking long. I agree. And I think it's tearing down institutions. And, and again, yes, uh, you're always going to find opportunists that come to these protests that are looking to incite something. That's going to happen 
in every that could happens in every regard on any in any measure people find opportunities to exploit an idea to exploit you know movements and stuff like that it's always going to happen but by and large when you look at these movements con con contrary to what the mainstream media will tell you because they want to show you they want to show you the fights that are happening on the extreme on the fringes because that's where they that's where the story is that's for the them sensationalism but, of course of course and we know that the idea is for the large Large, like they're not going to broadcast it. peaceful protests. That doesn't do anything no, that, for that the viewership, right? It doesn't fucking send the message they, that they're they're trying to get across. Exactly. And by and large, there was more peaceful protests in like in a global whole yeah. than there were violent absolutely. ones. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll put money on it. Um, absolutely, you're not going to convince me unless you give me some uh, hard data. Everything I, I've looked at, you're looking at in the, in the like you're the, again small percentages of people that are doing this kind of fringe bullshit, which I don't, I don't really, uh, I'm not going to address that. Um, October 26th, uh, Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed as Supreme court justice to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, eight days before the U S election. Um, she's uh, highly religious. Um, she, uh, has very strong right conservative views, so she'll stand on the shoulders of uh, RBG and ironically kill all the things that got Amy to this very position. <laughs> she literally is going to take every all the work that RBG did and be like, see, through because of RBG, I got to now be a part of the Supreme Court. And now I can't wait to strip the rights away from women again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I hope you love the irony of this. <laughs> Under, and, and, and under the veil of righteousness of God, a women, women's rights are already in place, but now we're going to go archaic. We're going to revert. We're going to regress. And we're going to go back to a defunct, impersonal, and completely horrendous and absurd ideology where a woman's removed of choice of what happens to her own body. But no, a bunch of strangers, complete strangers to her and her situation, get to determine the outcome of that. Based on whose authority? Whose God? Your God? My God? Her God? Which God? The 12 gods? Which, which one of the 32 gods are we picking for this fucking fiasco? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, <laughs> November 3rd, uh, Americans head to the polls for election day with over 100 million votes already cast due to increase early and mail-in voting. No winner is declared. November 4th, as ballots received before the U.S. election continued to be processed, protests break out. Uh, some protesters uh, on, on, on Trump's side demand a tally of all votes in the election, while others chant to stop the counting of the votes due to the false allegations of voter fraud. They they don't know what message they want. Uh, the, the one side of the Trump supporters are stop the vote. The other ones are no, no, continue the vote. Well, but it's, it's, it's whichever oh, one they feel is going to get them to win. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the, hey, man, you need to count more because we're losing and you need to stop counting because we already won. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you anybody, you know, if you ever watch children play sports, but you know, we all teach our children that that's just not how the games played. Um, apparently, we didn't tell these adults that's how the games played. Yeah, there's sportsmanship and things called being a sore loser and a pouty little bitch and a brat and a spoiled <laughs> boof and you know all that kind of shit. Uh, after November 7th, uh, after four days of counting ballots, Joe Biden has declared the winner of the presidential election. Kamala Harris is set to become the first woman, the first black person, the first South Asian American to be vice president of the U.S. Uh, Again, I'm, they caught up to 2020. Sweet. 
Uh, right. Uh, you know, uh, a status quo politician with deep ties to Wall Street and 49 years of ineffectual politics. Wow. Uh, congratulations, U.S. You know, you could have had Bernie, but you, you went status quo. And the, I, uh, I commend fact, you. Like the fact that the, they went. I mean, <laughs> this is this is because it the, the sense of old school comfort that Biden brings. Bernie's like this revolutionary in the mindset of all these bewildered people who can't believe someone actually actually believes in human rights, not as a facade for a, for a filibuster speech at a podium, but actually wholeheartedly has spent his whole fucking life promoting, preaching, living, breathing human rights and human rights activism. Yeah. We definitely don't want that guy as a leader. Yeah. Yeah, boomers, you guys can you guys can take a seat. Uh, you, you fucked it up for everybody. Just like uh, you did the housing economy and the environment. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Trump refuses to concede uh, the election and claims he actually won the election, uh, seizing on delays in processing the vote in some states. Um, Trump falsely obviously alleges voter fraud. He has no evidence. Uh, Fifty nine. Uh, out of the 60 uh, cases he ran to uh, every state court got uh, turned down. Um, this is where I wish we so- had a sound effect of a toilet flush. Yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're dead weight, Marty. <laughs> uh, all right, Neo. Uh, December 11th, uh, FDA approves the emergency use of the vaccine made by Pfizer for COVID-19, the U.S. death toll. Is that how you pronounce it? I've been pronouncing it like Pfizer. <laughs> you, you can still do it. The U.S. death toll by December 14th surpasses, oh, wow, 300,000 people as on the same day Americans begin to receive the vaccine. This one's interesting. Uh, talk, tr- Trump likes to come out there and he talks about because of his, uh, you know, um, he had this uh, agenda to push this vaccine and, uh, you know, warp speed vaccine. He was going to get it all in a year. Here's why this is an interesting story. Pfizer actually didn't take uh, government money for the vaccine, contrary to what uh, everybody believes. Pfizer actually decided to remove themselves from the bureaucratic process um, because they didn't want the red tape bureaucracy that comes with government overreach. And, 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 and Pfizer, this is a pursuit of science. That's right. And so uh, Pfizer CEO um, basically came out, uh, rejected the claims that Trump said that they took the money. They didn't. And and then, and then they they got warp speed. They processed this vaccine. And uh, and that's the story as it's written. So, again, when you when you have politicians and bureaucrats trying to muddy the fucking waters, well, it's like trying to, it's a, it's trying to impose some sort of credibility for themselves. Like, see, we we helped, we aided, we funded. It's us. We did this. Uh, kudos to me and my team and all of us involved and pat us on the back and we're great. Uh, millions and millions of greats. <laughs> also, uh, on December fourteenth, the Electoral College solidifies Joe Biden as the presidential elect. Um, as pre- uh, as President Trump still refuses to concede, continuing to make unsupported allegations of voter fraud. Um, that continues uh, as we speak today uh, on this uh, glorious 31st of December. Um, December 25th, an early morning explosion tears through downtown Nashville. Police believe a suicide bomber detonated an RV packed with explosives. Um, the story I heard is that uh, the gentleman... Um, what was terminally ill with cancer he 
also had a, a countdown clock attached to the RV. He, attached to an intercom that was broadcasting, if you can hear this message, get out of the immediate area. Right. I think only three people were injured. Um, you know, based on the notion that uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, sure sure loves a good story and this was exploded on Christmas, I'm surprised that he actually hasn't come out and said anything yet. Um, this is a, I mean, this happened on Christmas Day, so there's your... There's your war on Christmas that I would I would assume that he would want to jump on. Yeah, um, terrorists. This is a war on Christmas, uh, a, a best holiday. People are trying to destroy uh, gift giving. In the, in the, you know, in the you know, I, I'm curious, like uh, you know, where did where did this wherever he came from, this domestic terrorist? Um, um, I, I wonder how the U.S. Uh, people think about uh, once we find out where he's from. Let's hypothetically say Wyoming. Should we send U.S. fighter jets to uh, go bomb Wyoming to, you know, clear out the terrorists? <laughs> well, but I mean, hypocrisy is the name of the game. I mean, when when if if you and I go commit a commit a home invasion and I shotgun someone in that home invasion and I kill them, even though you didn't have a gun or pull the trigger, you're just as culpable for the murder. But you know, if 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 my buddy beside me in a blue uniform with a badge shoots and kills somebody, I can just stare at my shoes and walk away, and I'm free of anything. And if and if anyone wants to press charges on me, I get paid leave. I get to stay at home, collect a check on the taxpayer's dime while I crack a beer and beat my wife, because statistically that's what I'm prone to do. Um, and then you render me, you know, guilty or innocent, which will probably be found innocent. So it's the same circumstance here. Um, yeah, why well, they, they they're going to go invade a country because you know under the guise of a terrorist threat, and this is a threat to our nation, and this is a threat to us. Exactly. But when it's your own people doing it, you don't do fuck all because there's no oil there, because there's no vested economical interest for you right, in that. Right, right, because because we know how to deal with domestic terrorism. They use police, they use investigations, and then we get to the we get to the underlying aspects of it, and then we arrest those people. But exactly. when it's overseas, when it's overseas, we don't investigate and we don't need police. We don't we don't want to bring people to justice. We really just want to kill them and we also want to run a nation. Uh, and make everyone fear us so that there's this submittance and compliance and obeyance before there's any kind of questioning or assertive going, hey, man, you're infringing, you're crossing boundaries, you're being a piece of shit. Absolutely. Um, that's the year in review. Um, as we wind down, um, Neo, is there anything about this year that you wanted to address or tee off one more time? Is there anything particular that you saw over the course of the year um, that you just want to you want to say? Um, first of all, imagine if we did this last year and this was a forecast of the year we've already been through. I think I would have taken enough fentanyl to have just died. <laughs> um, the, the, the one thing, um, you know, I, so, you know, social media today, it's, 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 it's New Year's Eve and everyone's going, oh, oh thank fuck yeah 2020 is over i can't wait for 2021 oh my god it's gonna be so refreshing and breath of fresh air no no um nothing has changed except the calendar date all of the problems and the issues and the plights they're all bleeding into the next year um guess what um if you're fat tonight and your new year's resolution is to get thin when you wake up tomorrow you're still going to be fat um problems have to be worked at and they can't be held up in some hoity-toity pie-in-the-sky belief system of, uh, you know, uh, astrological signs and hopes and prayers and meditating and radiating positive energy. And if we just sit there with our eyes closed, and, you know, squeeze them real tight and hold their palms up to the air, 
and burn some incense and wear patchouli, everything is going to be fucking fine in the world. I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that. 2021 is going to be just as fucked as 2020. And I would even forecast it's going to be even more fucked than 2020 because here's an issue. When you have government bailouts, when you have all of this aid that they want to claw back somehow because the economy is supremely fucked across the globe, across the map, the economy, by and large, more or less, completely fucked. Job markets, completely fucked. Healthcare systems, education systems, completely fucked. The people involved with them, taxed, stretched beyond their means. Everyone's running thin. It's skeleton crews here, ghost ships there. Everything's done. When tax season comes, that's when regular Joe Blow, who's had his whole faith placed in the system, the Ned Flanders of the block, who believes in the government, and they're out there for the greater good. They're here for me and to help me and my family. They're here to protect us, keep us safe and warm and fed and all that shit. He's going to suddenly realize that that's not the case, that they want their money from you just like they want their money from everybody else, and they will penalize you for it, and they will punish you for it, and they will incur an interest rate on that which you can't even already afford to fuck you. And that's what I think 2021 is going to bring. So all you people living in this hoity-toity land of, yeah, 2020 is over. No, 2020 was a foundation for 2021. And if you don't like the foundation of 2020, then let's actually do something about it in 2021. Uh, I want to thank my main man, uh, Neil Guevara, for taking the time to, uh, to help me get the president's neck is missing out to you. You know, we started this journey and we're still trying to figure out our footing, uh, but he's been the guy that's guided me uh, to find the right format. Uh, see you in 21, Neo. I'll be there with bells on. Hell's bells, motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks, Neo. Um, Love you, Rurik. The stories we touched upon this episode that spanned an entire year all have something in particular in common. Amongst the year of the worst modern-day pandemic, racial and civil uprising against oppressive institutions, anti-maskers and marches, notable deaths from those we cherished, and more importantly, to all of those that were personally affected by this virus and we lost, what we share is the human spirit to be better, to keep moving, to fight the fights we know we can win and then challenge each other each and every day to keep fighting for those who can't fight for themselves, for the George Floyds, the frontline workers, your grandparents and your kids. This year demonstrated that all of us are still in this together, that when challenged, we can stare in the face of adversity and beat it as only humans can. We will get through this. We will see the other side. And we do it together. We wish to thank you and all the best this new year. And we will see you in 21. And that's the act. This has been The President's Neck is Missing, your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world. Catch these idiots once again in our next episode. As long as we remain loyal to our nation, devoted to our citizens, and faithful to Almighty God, we know that the best is yet to come. God bless you, and God bless America. Anybody else tired of this fucking prick?